life to millions of happy sleepers. serious day today and it's been it's been serious for the last last six weeks uh let's start off with uh you're listening to the dr c robert jones situation report with me your host dr c robert jones today's date is october 9th wow 2018 
United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Yeah. So, um, we had a serious situation over the last few weeks. And it's all about what transpired with Judge Kavanaugh. Now, before we really get down and dirty and into it, I want to just say this. Uh, I was so moved by um, Judge Kavanaugh and what he was going through and and so inspired by the Republican leadership in the House and in the Senate, especially in the Senate, and by my president and yours, Donald John Trump, because I I believe in my heart that he he inspired all of this from behind the scenes. You know how a leader gives energy and courage to those who um, who follow him in battle in in the boardroom wherever. A leader inspires. He didn't really have to say much. He inspires by his very being, his presence, the way he carries himself. A leader can be a man of very few words. He can lead by example and in many other ways. And I believe that Donald John Trump is the author of Judge Kavanaugh's ascendancy, not just in selection, but in the steadfastness of Judge Kavanaugh, the the, the unwillingness to go down. To, I mean, he, he took blow after blow. It's kind of like Chuck Webner against Muhammad Ali, which inspired the Rocky movies. Muhammad Ali just kept punching and punching and punching and hitting and hitting and hitting. And Chuck kept bleeding and bleeding and bleeding and he kept taking tremendous blow after tremendous blow and he kept coming he kept coming and he never quit and he fought Muhammad Ali to a 15 round unanimous decision of course Muhammad Ali won that decision but in the end Chuck was still standing and earned the respect not only of Ali but of everyone who watched that fight and who heard about it. Such to the point where a young, out-of-work actor who once acted in a porn film was so inspired and so moved by Chuck's courage and unwillingness to just go down and stay down that he wrote a screenplay and that screenplay was called Rocky. And you know how that all went down. Well, Judge Kavanaugh displayed such courage. And the Republican Party, my party, for the first time in a long time, not since Ronald Reagan was president, they stood tall and fast and said, no, it's not going to go down that, like this. We're going to fight. And I suspect that the Democrats were shocked to the point where, what? What are we going to do? 
You know, at this point, they must have been thinking the Republicans usually fold right about now. After all of these body blows, after all of these headshots, the, the Republican Party usually folds. Why not now? Why, why has the Republican Party suddenly grown a pair? Because usually someone would say to the president, someone in the party would say, Mr. President, this is a losing battle. Withdraw the nomination, put somebody else up, and we'll try to get them through before the November midterms. But this is a losing battle. This is one we can't win. Mr. President, please. We're being assaulted on all fronts. We just can't win. Yeah. If it had been Bush, maybe. If it had been Bush Sr., maybe. But no. This is Donald John Trump. And Trump is a fighter, if anything, and a winner. All he does is win. And by his sheer leadership, he said, I know how to win. And I will teach you how to win. Grassley grew a big old set of balls. Tremendous. Everybody else, even Lindsey Graham, grew a giant pair. With a big old slong to match. So, all of this inspired me to write a letter. And I wrote a letter to Justice Kavanaugh, and I sent it to him. Like to hear it? Here it go. It reads like this: Your Honor. I write today to thank you for the extraordinary courage you displayed during the harrowing experience of the last few months as a nominee to be Associate Justice of the Supreme Court. In honor, a history, James Bowman defines honor as bravery for men, chastity for women. And the need for men to define their reputation for bravery and the need for women to define their reputation for chastity. Clearly, in the epic political ballot of the last few weeks, our Democratic friends have attempted to redefine honor as men having to prove their chastity. Then they turned around to make a scandal over a man defending his reputation for chastity. All the time, they demanded that woman's chastity be never in question. And her mere showing up as proof of courage. I suspect that the lesson of the whole affair will reduce to the transitional notion a man must be brave, a woman must be pure 
And that is all. Some have said that you and your family would be broken by this ordeal. Your reputation forever tarnished by the vile accusations hurled against you. But, I read, I read a Jewish rabbi last week who said the opposite is true. Scurrilous attacks against him strengthened his marriage and stiffened his spine. I hope that may also be true for you, your wife and daughters, and indeed all near dear to you, the rabbi wrote. Know above all that throughout the land there are millions like me who today saying our prayers and thanking God for the courage of Justice Brett Kavanaugh. I have lately coined the aphorism that there is no such thing as a justice or as justice, only injustice. I mean by this that the rage for justice is quinactic, enthrall to an illusion that we can create heaven on earth. I, I protest that all we humans can do is try to make amends for the injustice, one case at a time. I wish you well as you confront the appeals for justice, that it will now be your job to adjudicate and hope that you may be able to do some small good for the nation and bind the wounds of those who come before the court. Sincerely, Dr. C. Robert Jones, 3, Ph.D. And that's my letter to Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Went in the mail Monday morning. <sighs> Folks, today is like the day after a great battle. And I know because I've, I've been in a few. We cannot know, as to those who were at Gettysburg on the day after that battle, what the full meaning of the great battle of Kavanaugh will be. Anyway, today we bury the dead and succor the wounded and hope that some Abe Lincoln will strongly and shortly give a speech that defines this moment forever. And let me say that one of the wounded is Christine Blasey Ford, the poster girl for the millions of educated women who have been bewitched by the crazy cult of feminism. We humans are suckers for crazy cults, for we wish to know the meaning of life, the universe, and everything right now, right now, with a certainty that is not given to mere mortals. Indeed, I am coming to believe that a part of God's plan is that we should all be chastened from time to time by extraordinary popular delusions and the madness of crowds. It could be that the arc of history 
as it bends toward justice, needs to twist itself in knots every now and again. But you know, we should spare a kind of thought for the frenzy of our crazy rich feminists. Hey, how about a movie? Who are caught in the horns of a dilemma? They long to enjoy the manly sports of the public square, yet, yet, find themselves again and again insisting, commanding, by a feeling welling up from deep in the feminine consciousness or unconsciousness that they be protected from harm by manly strength, gentlemanly valor, safe spaces, and that such craziness, madness. As for me, well, all I want is for Justice Kavanaugh to take his place on the court and become the very best justice he can be. Was it not one-time liberal icon Joseph Campbell brought to us by liberal icon Bill Moyers who opined upon the hero's journey and how the true hero must descend into the hell of the underworld before he can return to society and help fix our problems? He went on the right. Bill Moyers, I mean. A hero's virtues forth from the world of common day into a region of supernatural wonder. Fabulous forces are there encountered, and a decisive victory is won. The hero comes back from this mysterious venture with the power to bestow boons on his fellow man. Now, honestly, folks, I have no idea what the hell that means. Can I be honest with you? I don't know. I... I can't make heads or tails out of that. Never could. But I can recite that shit from memory. <sighs> like an old song. But I would say that well-born, educated millennials doing activism and playing at helpless victims and protesting against this or that do not count in the hero narrative. They're spoiled, entitled kids who know not what they speak. Whereas, or whereof, one cannot speak. Therefore, one must be silent. Yeah. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report.
to a life of courage and a commitment to something greater than themselves. accusations drive us out of this process and um, you know, we're looking for a fair process where I can be heard and defend the, my integrity, my lifelong record, my lifelong record of promoting dignity and equality for women starting with the, the women who knew me when I was 14 years old. I'm not going anywhere. If you wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You've said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said all oh, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Are you a gang rapist? No. I cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham that you knew about it and you held it. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford. None. She's as much of a victim as you are. God, I hate to say it because these have been my friends. But let me tell you, when it comes to this, you're looking for a fair process. You came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. Do you consider this a job interview? The advice and consent role is like a job interview. You consider that you've been through a job interview. I've been through a process of advice and consent under the Constitution. Which Would you has, say you've been through hell? I, I've been through uh, hell and then some. This is not a job interview. Yeah. This is hell. 
This, this, this is going to destroy the ability of good people to come forward because of this crap. Your high school yearbook. You have interacted with professional women all your life, not one accusation. You're supposed to be Bill Cosby when you're a junior and senior in high school. And all of a sudden you got over it. It's been my understanding that if you drug women and rape them for two years in high school, you probably don't stop. Here's my understanding. If you lived a good life, people would recognize it like the American Bar Association has the gold standard. His integrity is absolutely unquestioned. He is a very circumspect in his personal conduct, harbors no biases or prejudices. He's entirely ethical, is a really decent person. He is warm, friendly, unassuming. He's the nicest person, the ABA. And one thing I can tell you, you should be proud of, Ashley, you should be proud of this, that you raised a daughter who had the good character to pray for Dr. Ford. To my Republican colleagues, if you vote no, you're legitimizing the most despicable thing I have seen in my time in politics. You want this seat? I hope you never get it. I hope you're on the Supreme Court. That's exactly where you should be. And I hope that the American people will see through this charade. Wow. Wow. I have never, ever heard or seen Lindsey Graham. In such a fired up, fiery state. I mean, I have been no fan of Lindsay's ever. But this guy, he put it down. Suddenly, this, this is what you just heard is an example of what Donald Trump brings. Because I can tell you, based on my experience in the military 29 years of active duty 33 altogether that leadership is from the top down not the bottom up which means that a general who behaves in a blase laissez-faire I don't give a damn attitude is going to inspire the men under him to think and feel the same way. Well, if he doesn't give a damn, neither do I. He doesn't care, why should I? That's how it is. But if you have a leader, a man who says, no, it's not going to go down like that. And here's what we're going to do. That inspires men. It inspires women. Hell, it inspires children, dogs. It's just not going to go down like that. This is how we do things now. You don't know how to win. I will teach you. 
I should have put those in quotes because that's what Donald Trump said just days before the election that brought him the presidency. When pundits, Republican leaders, Democrats were all saying, you're done. This whole NBC scandal where you're talking about grabbing a woman's private parts, you, you've got to drop out. You're done. We heard you. Was it not your voice? Weren't you the one who was saying that you want to grab a woman by the blankety-blank? Well, you got to go. Because, folks, they were trying to find something to use to get Donald John Trump to drop out of the race. To get out and assure what they thought was a thing accomplished anyway, Hillary's victory. Because if Donald drops out in October... It's game over. It's too late. Hillary wins by default. We don't even have to worry about it. But what did the Donald say to all of this? All these calls for him to drop out, Republicans and Democrats alike. He said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to drop out. I'm not going to quit. You don't know how to win. I will teach you. And boy, did he ever. Just a, a three, four weeks later, boom. All he does is win. And he did. And that night, as the race was called... DJ Cali's song played out in Donald Trump's victory celebration hall. All I do is win, 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 win. DJ Cali. And so now, my man, Justice Kavanaugh, found himself in the same situation. Except that he didn't do any of these things. And if he did, there's only two people who know. He and Miss Ford, Dr. Ford. There is no proof that he did it. There's no proof that he didn't. It's a case of he no. She said he did. He said he didn't. No witnesses, none. Now You'll hear Democrats say, well, the FBI refused to interview witnesses that were put on a list. They refused to interview people who could speak to her story, who could verify her her story. But here, here's the thing, folks. A witness 
is someone who was there and who witnessed what the accuser is saying happened. A bank robber robs a bank. Witnesses inside the bank point out the guy who did it, who because they were there. I can't say later that I'm a witness if my sister, who was at the bank, told me that someone robbed the bank and it looked like this guy. And then I go to the police and say, well... No, I wasn't there, and I'm not sure he was there, but my sister told me that he was there. See, that's not a witness, and that's why the FBI didn't interview a lot of those people. And the folks that they did interview walked the hell back the stories they were telling to MSNBC and CNN and NBC. You know why? Well, I can't wait to tell you. Because you can lie your ass off to a TV host. You can lie your butt off to anybody at CNN. And any of those clowns at MSNBC, you can lie to the American people. You can lie your butt off to anybody, your own mama, without retribution, without repercussion. But if you tell your story to MSNBC and it turns out to be bullshit, that's cool. Tell that same story to two FBI agents sitting across from you. And it turns out not to be true. Ask my girl and yours. Miss, it's a good thing. Martha Stewart, what happens when you sit across from an FBI agent who has a notepad? And he asked you to tell me what happened. And you lie. Because counter to popular belief, Martha didn't go to prison for six months for insider trading. No, no, no. Martha went to prison for lying to the FBI. Look it up. So when all of these people who say Brett Kavanaugh is a race rapist and a serial rapist and a gang rapist and, and a boozer and all these other things, well, you can say all that to it. You can say it to God himself. And you probably won't suffer the type of repercussions you will suffer. If you say it to the Federal Bureau of Investigation and it turns out not to be true, you can kiss your ass goodbye. And that's why when the FBI went looking for all these people to interview during that 
seventh investigation? Folks, we're running for the hills. Oh, um, uh, uh well, you know, um, I, I, on second thought, maybe it wasn't him. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was in the building, and, but he was holding a sippy cup, or he was holding the, uh, 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 No, he wasn't actually pouring the drinks, but he was standing by the punch bowl. This is what one of these chicks actually said. Because on MSNBC, she was saying that he was passing out drinks that were tainted, spiked, so that the young women, ten times in a row, ten parties in a row, would drink the punch pass out, and Kavanaugh, the author of all mischief, would <laughs> would go in with his buddies, lined up outside the hall, and run trains on college girls. Not a single one of these college girls came forth. Well, because he didn't exist. But when the FBI asked, um, uh, <clears throat> um, well, you know, he, um, Brett was in the building, or he was he was in the room, but he wasn't actually mixing the drinks, but he was standing by the punch bowl. That's what I meant to say. I, I don't know how it got so twisted that he was orchestrating gang rape. And I, I certainly didn't mean to say that. But he was somewhere in the state at the time. And so-and-so told so-and-so who told so-and-so who told me. This is what happens when you sit across from an FBI agent while he's got his notepad in his hand and he's staring into your eyes and he's asking you what happened. This is why (laughs) Justice Kavanaugh got a clean bill of health because you do not lie to the FBI. You You lie to the FBI. You lie to an FBI agent in the course of an official interview you're guaranteeing a trip to the big house. Guaranteed. Not probation, honey. Mm-mm. You're going for a little bit of a stay. It might not be long. Martha Stewart only spent six months. But you going. And one other thing while we're here on this subject... The FBI doesn't reach conclusions or make recommendations. They simply write down what happened or what this person said and what that person said and what this person said. It's called a 302 form. And they put it all down. And they make up a nice little file and they pass this file on to the appropriate parties. Well, the FBI, let's say the FBI interviews me, and I tell my story. 
the FBI doesn't say, hmm, we think he's lying, or we believe this, or we believe that. And the conclusion is this. And the, no, they just write down what I said. That's it. Now, if it turns out later, later, that what I said was bullshit, it's time for me to leave town. And you too. If you lie to them, have a bag packed. Because either you're going out of town and you're hiding out for a few years, or you're going to the pokey. So, when this file was returned, and the senators filed in to read the one file, which was brilliant, by the way, this is why nothing changed. Because folks recanted and said, um, well, you know, that kind of shit. All right, so we're going to take a short break and we're going to move on to something else. Because there's something else I really want to talk about before we go. Remember, you're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We're in Washington right now. I've been here all my life, and I can say I've never seen this city crazier or more paranoid or more tense or more dumb. Here's an example. Three years ago, Brett Kavanaugh made what was obviously a joke about his time in high school. Here it is. Fortunately, we had a, we had a good saying that we've we've held firm to to, the, uh, to this day, as the dean uh, was reminding me before uh, before the talk, which is what happens at Georgetown Prep stays at Georgetown Prep. That's been a good thing for all of us, I think. Yeah, so he's obviously admitting a felony sex crime there. No, it was a joke, and it's clearly irrelevant to what we're talking about today. But don't tell the more literal-minded, humorless members of the Senate. How about Elizabeth Warren? She tweeted this: "I can't imagine any parent accepting this view. Is this really what America wants in this next Supreme Court justice? If you can even imagine texting something like that or putting it on Twitter, mindless." Ann Coulter is a writer, author of "Resistance Is Futile: How the Trump-Hating Left Has Lost His Collective Mind." As if she needed another example of it, she joins us tonight. So what do you make of the fact, I was trying to get a straight answer from our last guest, um, and I'm not sure what I even think of it, but what do you make of the fact that Dianne Feinstein is saying, I'm not sure I believe Christine Ford now? Well, Dianne Feinstein has always been one of my favorite senators, Republican or Democrat. I was sort of surprised she was the one who held on to this letter. Um, I, don't, I don't think the big issue is that it's the 11th hour. I think the big issue is last week we start, started getting polls showing the Democrats have a shot at taking the Senate. Um, right. They really want to stop this nomination. It's been kind of hilarious listening to the Democrats. Oh, on the New York Times editorial page and Schumer and Blumenthal. We need a major FBI investigation. As you point out, there's nothing to investigate. They want to appoint a blue ribbon commission, and maybe you know they'll wrap up their work sometime next February. Um, it really is just purely for delay. So, so can I ask? So I mean, why not an independent counsel? And he can take maybe four <laughs> or five years to get to the bottom. Of why would the Republic look? This I, I am giving everybody every benefit of every doubt. I'm not attacking Ford, who again, as I said last night, I've heard is a nice person. But this is a political tactic designed to prevent the president from putting his nominee on the court. Why are Republicans in the Congress playing along with this? Um, 
I think some of them, and this is this is the only thing that I think makes it dangerous for Republicans, for Kavanaugh, and for the Republic, because there are certain Republicans in the Senate who so hate Trump, um, right. they would put their egos above the good of the country. And and what so many Republicans said about voting, and every four years say about voting for any Republican, we have to do it for the Supreme Court nominees. No, maybe not for Ben Sass. Um, maybe not for for Senator Bob Corker. Um, they just so hate Trump that could end up hurting, hurting Kavanaugh. But I I think your point that um, if they get away with this, there's then you have CNN running the country. It's not even just the Democrats running the country. It's the media running the country because this allegation could be made against anyone at any time, absolutely un, non disprovable. Um, the um, the New York Times, I, I, I wanted to mention, um, here, since you cited Teddy Kennedy, one of the great things in the New York Times uh, editorial on this case was to say that things were totally different in the 1980s. That's why this woman, um, Dr. Ford, didn't report it at the time. Because you remember the 1980s, Tucker. You used to be able to, there was sexual assault like mad every place. Um, their proof of this, that women weren't taken seriously in the 1980s, was to link to an article in the Washington Post citing the New York Times treatment of the accuser of William Kennedy Smith. So, yes, the Kennedys, they've always had free reign to rape, murder, and the New York Times would go after the accusers. But that's really what the division is here. This isn't a new thing. Um, as long as you are a, a presumed white male Republican, whether it's the Duke Lacrosse case or, oh, that dastardly Haven Monahan um, in the Rolling Stone story about the frat boys gang raping the gal, the whole thing yep. turned out to be fake. There is no Haven Monahan. Um, or now, a lot of the, the statements about Brett Kavanaugh, like from Krugman, oh, he's smirking, um, and a lot on Twitter and elsewhere, oh, he's a white male, is white privilege. If you fit the narrative, you are guilty, and there is no coming back from that. And it's not just Democrats and the media running the country, it's any white male can be accused with an evidence-free accusation Well, you shouldn't like judge this. people on the basis of their immutable characteristics, period. So I don't know why the leftists all say that. And culture, thank you. It's great to see you tonight. Thank you. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. America great again. Obama, you're fired. All I do is win, win, win. No matter what, got money on my mind. I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody can go up. And they say there. And they say bye-bye. And they say there. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Because all I do is win, win. Win. And if you're going in, put your hand in the air, make them go there. Unbelievable. He would be the best president.
Crooked Hillary's back on the political scene, mocking Brett Kavanaugh for calling out the Clintons during his Senate hearing. In his... Extraordinary presentation um, in the Senate, um, Brett Kavanaugh uh, said that the, quote, political hit job, end quote, uh, directed at him uh, was being done on behalf of the Clintons, among other people. Your response. <laughs> There's that laugh. Hillary's also <laughs> slamming President Trump and his supporters. Is this a deplorables repeat? You decide. He has been uh, uh, racist, he's been sexist, he's been Islamophobic, he has been uh, anti-LGBTQ. Uh, he has a view of America that is incredibly constricted. And he talks to that America. He talks to them all the time. And it's by no means a majority, as we know, um, but it is a very hardcore who are responding to him and supporting him for a variety of reasons. God, that was boring, Juan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the truth is, yeah, I know, especially in these Kavanaugh hearings. What do you think about Hillary? I mean, do you think this is a deplorables comment? I mean, what, she couldn't stay quiet, could she? Wait a second. She's talking about Trump's behavior, right? And she's talking about Trump's policies. We don't have to, like, say, oh, this is Jesse's interpretation versus Juan's interpretation. When you hear Trump say things like call a black woman a dog or when he says... Doesn't he call white people dogs, uh, too? I think there's a, lot, there's a lot of history and a lot of stereotypes that's invested in these comments that resonate with people. And so guess what? Is he playing to that base? Is she right, Jesse? Come on. Is she telling the truth? Uh, Hillary? Crooked Hillary? Oh, Hillary? Crooked no, Hillary. I'm going to go with She's no. so stupid. I mean, I'm not going to make fun of her because I, I legitimately feel bad for her. No one in her life can tell her to stop. This should be between Hillary and her shrink. But what I'm so struck by is her explanation. Like, she sincerely believes Trump got elected because America is terrible. Racists voted for him. There are a lot of racists. And the actual truth is he got elected because she and people like her did a really bad job running the country. It was a message to her and people like her that what you have done, the decisions you have made, have been deeply unwise and hurt America, and she can't recognize it or learn from it. None of them can. That's the frustrating part. Yeah, she's very politically blind, and she doesn't accept any responsibility for that loss at all. And every time she pops up and says something, I believe this reinvigorates the Trump base. Well, we haven't. Yeah, every time she talks, we end up doing a segment about it because until the Democrats have a new leader, um, until they go through their painful primary that they'll go through. I thought it was uh, Avenatti. Well, then, as Greg says, it should be a very easy win for President Trump, <laughs> uh, if it's Avenatti. Um, I also think that this is her leading up to a movement that she is going to continue to push, and that is to abolish the Electoral College. Ooh. They continue to say things like, we know that this is not the majority of America. We know this, and they're only, he's only talking to those people, those people who live there, and this fight about the Electoral College that is coming in our lifetime in the next 10 to 15 years is, one, is going to be the most fascinating and, uh, I don't know, I, I'm, I am really interested in it, and you pick up on it all along the way. They're going to try to do it. It's like the losing team in the World Series. They lose, and they want to get rid of the designated hitter. Mm -hmm. Sorry, those were the rules, and you lost by those rules. Um, you know, I looked at her attack, uh, racist, sexist, anti-gay, and I think she might be projecting 
Uh, is Hillary racist? Well, she refused to travel on the same plane with Michelle Obama. That's probably racist. Sexist. <laughs> sexist. Didn't she smear all of the uh, all of her husband's alleged victims? That was worse than any man could do. I would say that was sexist. Uh, anti-gay. I think Trump was for gay marriage be- well before she decided to be for gay marriage. Islamophobic. Well, didn't she blame Benghazi on a movie which conflated all Muslims with terrorist activity because they were just regular Muslims who just happened to get upset? So if you think about it, Hillary is racist, she's sexist, she's Islamophobic, and she's anti-gay. She's a deplorable person. All right. We're not even going to let Juan respond to that. (laughs) All right. Welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Wow. That was pretty good. That's a um, taken from an episode of Five, of which I I really like. I I really enjoy um, the Five, and um, and that was classic, classic Five right there. So it's come to that time when we're about to wrap the show up. But I'd like to to just say this: Hillary Clinton. In a television interview on Tuesday, rejected the idea that Democrats should be civil with Republicans in the age of Donald Trump, embracing a confrontational and aggressive political approach against other Americans. Because in the end, are we all Americans? I mean, seriously, in the end, Aren't we all Americans? So why, because why as a result of our political differences, should we be combative against each other? Are there those out there who would spark another civil war? I mean, a real war with other Americans over political differences? Perceived differences? She went on to say, and I quote, you can, quote, you cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about, end quote, Clinton. Huh. Wants to destroy what you stand for. Well, isn't what a person stands for subjective? Someone might agree with what I stand for, but then there are others who might not agree. Well, there are lots of options. You can just simply ignore me or leave me alone or go your own way or deal with me on another level, which is say, well, we're just not going to talk about those things together. While we're together, we'll, we'll talk about other things. But should we go to war with each other? That's the question. And I I don't think so. It's not that serious, is it? Should we tear ourselves apart and each other over political differences? I don't think so. Well, I want to thank you all for listening. 
You've been listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I want to thank you, Brett Kavanaugh, for sticking sticking with your, your principles. Thank you, Donald John Trump, for showing us the way. Because, my man, I'm with you all the way. Because I win, and I want to win, and all you do is win. Thank you, listeners. You have made this show a big hit over a number of years. Since 2010, I've been doing this show, and I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy all the listeners, all the folks who are in the chat room tonight, and even some callers that I didn't get to. Thank you so much. And remember, keep on winning, because that's all we do, thanks to Donald John Trump, is win. Good night, folks. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Keep